This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning into I Work For Him today. As you listen to us across the country and we celebrate another week past, I just want to thank you for being part of the I Work For Him audience, and I'd love to direct you out to our website, iwork4him.com, iwork4him.com, and click on the I Work For Him nation flag. Join the nation of people who have joined the nation making the commitment to pray for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve those that they work alongside, looking for ways to befriend those that they work with outside of the workplace so they get an opportunity to develop a relationship. So on the days when people come in and they're having a rough day, you can ask and look for opportunities to pray with people. But all along, as a Christ follower and a member of the I Work For Am Nation, committing to excellence in your workplace. That excellence will give you a platform for sharing your faith, and you'll, you'll never believe the things that the doors will open up when you do these things, but it all starts with prayer. So for today for our show, here's the question I'm asking. How does a car guy match his passion for cars with his passion for Jesus? Today, we unite the two. For those of you that don't know, I'm a recovering car addict. For 15 years, I sold used cars for the sole purpose of driving a different car every week, and I succeeded. Then the Lord rescued me from my addiction, and I now have driven a minivan for the last 10 years. I'm not proud about that, but I am still driving that minivan. But the car guy me never dies. Well, a part of me that loves taking a neglected car and bringing it back to wholeness and looking good is my favorite pastime. Today we're going to talk with a guy that has all those same pastimes and a pastime for revival outside the walls of inside of our community. Today we're talking with ultimate car guy, Barry McGuire. Yes, that McGuire, part of McGuire's car care products. Let me just read a little bit of his bio. Barry McGuire is president and third generation leader of McGuire's Car Wax, the top selling brand of car care products in America and most of the world. Viewing every layman as a full-time minister and his, and his business as a pulpit, Barry McGuire founded and leads Revival Outside the Walls as a resource for everyone else's ministry outside the walls. Barry McGuire, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, I think I've, I've finally arrived. Man, we are soulmates. I mean, I, I listened to your promo and your heart, and um, I just say amen and amen, buddy. Yeah, I, <laughs> Thanks for yeah. leading the charge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and I'm so excited. You know, I have been using your products for 30 years. Now, I, really? I, I did not know until about, well, my father-in-law heard an interview that you gave on another person's radio show, and I can't remember if it was Janet Parshall or, or somebody else, but he, he goes, did you know that Barry McGuire, the McGuire's car wax guy, was a Christ follower? And I'm like, no, I didn't know, but I know he's got the best stuff because <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, well. I've been using it forever. Well, I've been a I've been a Christian forever. I, I generations back on my family on both sides. So my mother's side, my 
mother's pa- uh, parents were pastors, and 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 they helped actually sta- establish one of our denominations. And the other side, my grandfather prayed over a formulation. But I, I I've, I've seen the tombstones of generations back to my great 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 grandparents back in Franklin, Kentucky, and and uh, with scripture. And, and I mean, I, I have no choice. I mean, I you know the blessings flow down to generations, and I've been the recipient of that. And uh, it is, I hear, I just, it's absolutely incredible to whom much is, I've been given so much, to whom much is given, much is required. And so I feel that, I, I sense that we're, we're so blessed, you and I, to know the Lord today. I mean, That's right. of, of, with all the craziness of this world, how is it that we've ended up on the right side of the line and we know who God is and can serve Him and have the privilege of representing Him today? I mean, it's just, just amazing. It really is. It is amazing, and it is a privilege, and we've both been given different kinds of platforms mm. to be able to talk about it yeah. and to encourage yeah. others. And, and and that's what I love about what we do on the air every day is we talk to people like you who have phenomenal business expertise, excellent mm. in the marketplace, but mm. also have a very powerful testimony. And and when I heard about your ministry, Revival Outside the Walls, it resonated so much with me because that's what we talk about every day on the air. We're talking yeah, well, about it really that. is, isn't it? It really yep. is. I want to interview you. We're going to talk later. I want to interview you <laughs> for our program. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, uh, we love to interview people who have a heart that are in the game, that are sharing. I can tell right off. You're doing it. You understand. You And you know the blessings that come with it. It's unbelievable. The, all that happens to us when we're in the game, and God knows we're available. Miracles happen like every day. It's, it's an exciting life. It is exciting. You, I would say that you know, as a recovering car addict, and and when I say that, I I I don't joke about it. Although people think I'm joking, but I literally did drive a different car every yeah, week probably. for wow. fifteen That's years. Cool, I, uh, cool, yes. But after fifteen years, my wife said, "Enough, enough. I want my own car where I know when I go yeah. into the trunk, it's got my stuff in it." Yeah, you know, and I'm tired. And my kids, my kids said. We're tired of detailing cars, Dad. We're tired of it. We want to be done. But we used no. it as a ministry. We sold we sold 150 or 200 cars a year as a ministry, wow. and, and wow. it was fun. Wow, that's a lot. Only one year did we do it. Well, we were dealers. We had a dealers, but only one year did we do it actually to make a living, uh, and that was the year. We tried to do it in Florida and uh, small used car lots here in, in Tampa Bay for sure. Everybody wants mm. to buy, buy here, pay here, charge me too much for the car, and charge me 30% interest, and sell me a lousy car, and I couldn't wow. do it. I can't, well, I can't, I can't, I can't, something you probably don't know. We've studied the environmental impact on car finishes nationwide. And the number one city in America that has the harshest environment of car finishes is Tampa. <laughs> you have the worst of all circuit. You have the heat, you have the humidity, you have the salt air, you have the acid rain. You you get it all, baby. And, and uh, so it's tough keeping a car um, in show car perfect condition, as we like to say it, um, in, in Tampa Bay. But it is possible, and we make it as easy as possible with with, with our products today. So it, it's a fun business. And, of course, our, our, the only thing are waxing cars anymore are car guys. Nobody else. They, the cars look pretty good as long as you have them today with clear coat finishes. Unless you're a car guy and you want that finish to be absolutely perfect without one imperfection, one even minor, minor scratch. You want the car perfect. That's our crowd. And, well, and that's I, the and, only and, people and, that are buying car wax anymore. 
I want to be able to see my reflection from 50 feet away, and when I there get up go. next to the car, I want to be able to do the butt test and feel how smooth the finish is. <laughs> the butt uh, you, test, yes. It, when you, oh, we you, talk you, about you look at the sun. They get in the opposite side of the car from the sun and look at the, look at the sun in the, in the paint finish. And when you see only the sun in the middle of the day, you see only the sun and not one imperfection, not one scratch. That's what we call a show car perfect paint finish, and that's what we're known for, particularly on black paint finishes. So it's a fun business. It's a passion business because when we do that for people, people get they're passionate about their cars, then we make their cars look perfect. They're passionate about our products. And um, and so it's, it's it's a fun business. And uh, I am third generation. My grandfather started in 1901, and, and we just had a blast. It's been quite a ride. God's gone before us every step of the way and open doors I just can't even imagine. So in the couple of minutes before our first break, would you just share how the Lord grabbed your heart? Tell us how you became a Christ follower. Well, I, that happened young. You know, I, I, I had no choice. I, I, I grew up Sunday morning. <laughs> you did have a night, choice. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was easy. I would say it wasn't a challenge for me. And uh, I understood. I was I was bred into it, and I accepted the Lord. I mean, I went to went forward for an altar call when I was 13 years old, at, at my my church I grew up in, and stayed until I was buried. And uh, um, I made that commitment. And then I went to a Christian college, and I was taught. And one of my dear friends growing up was Jim Dobson, Jim and Shirley Dobson of Focus, and all. And I just had great people around me that ministered to me. And when I got out of school in a family business, you get more responsibility than you should have. And in my case, I moved to Detroit and took on all the responsibility of calling it four general orders of Chrysler and all of our sales on the, on the East Coast. And I just knee-jerked back. Probably the wisest decision I ever made in my life. I knee-jerked back to trust the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding, your own intelligence. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and I'll direct your path. And I grabbed that as with childlike faith. And you know what? Fifty years later, it's it still working. He's never. He, he. I mean, we hear this thing: Jesus never fails. He never fails. You trust mm-hmm. him, and he'll get you through every problem. And I'm living proof of that. Mm, I love that, uh, Barry. When I was on your website, I found a link to a short video that talks about the problem between with people remembering the sermons versus remember what they ate for Sunday lunch. Do you remember that video? <laughs> Can, can, can well, we play it's that? it's really true. Unfortunately, uh, the church is pretty well dead in the water right now. And well, I'm gonna, well, hang, are, hang on just a second. I'm going to play the video so we can really cue up the problem because people are going to laugh at this video. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Play the video. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sunday lunch. It's a wonderful thing. Do you remember what you had for lunch last Sunday? We had lunch at his parents' house. I ate donuts. And it's like a flatbread and chicken salad and Chipotle. What'd you get? I got a burrito. It's my favorite after church activity. <laughs> Guac. It was extra, but it was worth it. Worth it. Tabula, Tabula. and fresh tomatoes and melted cheese. But what do you remember about last Sunday's sermon? Do you remember what the pastor said last week? He was talking about um uh, well, I mean, he's always talking about, uh, no, I was sleeping, uh, you know, love and yeah. being together and uh, God a lot. The Bible a couple times came up. 
What you do with the message you're about to hear is a choice. It's your choice. You can either tune in or tune out. You can waste your time by not listening to your pastor's message, or you can take this message and use it all week long to change lives. This is God's purpose for your life, the key to making everything in your life work for good, and it's so much fun. So get out your pen and take notes and pray over the key points, share them with your friends and family, and then watch. Seriously watch for God to open the doors for you to share this message all week long. This is where the fun of being a Christian begins and the rewards. And don't forget to share your stories with your pastor because the two of you are partners. Now, I would love for every church in America to play that video on Sunday coming up. Mm. That, is a, that, is a, that is a phenomenal video. It drives it home, but I love, I love the point you're driving home. People are sitting in the pews. Well, they're not involved. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you that, you know, the numbers are, are horrific. Um, less than 20% of us still go to church on a regular basis. Of that 20%, only half are saved. Half people in our church aren't saved. Only 10% of us are, are literally saved in the Word, um, praying, uh, serving God, trying to serve God every way we can. But even those that go to church, only, only 1% of us share our faith. So when we when we know the truth and we go to church, it's 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 uh, sadly it's almost like checking that off. Check and now it's not Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, night, and now it's just Sunday morning. We go and you get a cookie cutter message and and the music and 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 people are sleeping through the message of five minutes to twelve. They're looking to watch to try to decide where they're going to go to lunch and what ball games on in the afternoon. We've, we're out of the game. We're sitting on the bench and we're bored out of our minds. We're complaining about everything. We're driving our pastors crazy uh, with our complaints and we're just totally dysfunctional. And quite frankly. The the problem in the world today is is not the world's right. It's our problem. We've turned our lights out. Thirty five million of us have turned our lights out. We're, we've got, we've stopped lighting up the world. Then we're mad at all these people for doing what people in darkness do. They're they're lost, and we would be lost too if we were one of them. But fortunately, we're not. And to whom much is given, we owe it to them. That's our fault. It's the the dysfunctionality in our politicians. And the people that are riding in the streets, you watch you watch the interviews. These kids of all people of all ages, they don't even they don't even understand anymore. They're lost. They're absolutely lost. But here's the key thing: eighty six percent of the unchurched know the world's out of control. They want to want to believe there's a God. They're looking for somebody to tell them. Eighty three percent of the unchurched. These are hard numbers. Eighty three percent of the unchurched have at least one person in their life right now who knows the Lord. And, the, and somebody they trust who knows the Lord. But less than 1% of us are sharing our faith. And it's that gap, Jim. That's the problem today. It's not the, it's not the liberals. It's not the, it's not the abortions. It's, 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 it's us. We're not telling them. How are they going to know unless we tell them? And where, as the scriptures say, how are they going to know unless we tell them? And how, how are they going to know unless we tell them? And how are we going to go unless somebody sends us? Nobody's sending us anymore. Somebody's got to send us. So there's a lot of groups doing that now outside of the church. And a lot of great pastors, a lot of pulpits are proclaiming this message. But I would say, we're, I would we're moved to do that ourselves. Layperson, layperson, get off the bench and get into the game and, and start making a difference every moment of every day. Yeah, I would tell you, I would say it's not a lot of pastors. It's some pastors, uh, but I don't. It's not necessarily the pastor's fault. But it's, and that's really what the message of I work for him, as we talk about in the air, is like, okay, you're hearing it here. Go back to your pastor and ask him, remind him that he's there for the equipping of the saints, and that you need <laughs> to, you need help 
being prepared to go into your mission field on yeah. Monday. You need help it, connect them with you here on Sunday when you you're got doing your 9 to 5. You got it. His job is to equip the saints for ministry. That's what his calling is. We go into the world. Our pastors don't go to the world. We go into the world. Our, or it's, there's no question from Genesis to Revelation. It's very clear. We are to share our faith. It's mandated. There's no wiggle room on this. So you either disagree with God, you disobey God, and you say, okay, God, I give up. I, I got it. I guess to share my faith. So how do I, how do I do that? And that's where we come in. And we have a brand new website, believe it or not, a brand new website called igniteamerica.com. I, and I would point your listeners to igniteamerica.com. Is, it's a site that, okay, how do I do it? And we tell people to understand how you can start doing it right now. It's so fast and so easy. And stop feeling like you got to lead them all the way to the finish line on the first encounter. That almost never happens. But if we just all start loving on people, loving on people and saying, God bless you, and, and connecting our love, our goodness to Jesus, then people will start saying, you know what I mean? A lot of nice people out there, they're all Christians, baby. Maybe I've got Christianity wrong. Right now they have, they were seen as Christians are seen as mean and angry, narrow-minded and stupid. That's how the church is seen today. We have to change that. No wonder nobody wants to be a Christian. But we need to change it, and we can easily, but it's going to take every one of us who know the Lord to actually do that and make it intentional. And you know what we say? We say move everybody, everybody, and starting with our families in the morning. Move everybody every day closer to Jesus. You can move everybody just a skosh closer. If you do that with everybody you're with today, even the, the cashier, the, 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 the server in the restaurant, the operator in the phone, in a few seconds, you could love on them and say, thank you. Thank you for looking out to me. God bless you. And that operator say, you know what? I don't know who that person was, but they were sure nice, and they were Christian. If people start getting that impression over and over and over again from the 35 million of us that are Christians, we, we evangelize America. Every one of us have at least 10 people we know. We have influence over at least 10 people that are not Christians. There's 35 million of us. Without spending a dime, if we just turn our lights back on, we can evangelize America and have a lot of fun in the process. we got to get going. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of, there, there really is an awakening starting. And again, it's not there inside is. the walls, not yet. There it's is. not inside the walls yet. But there's a, a Love 2020 yeah. movement. You'll hear one of the commercials today where, where the Love 2020 movement is, hey, all of you Christ followers in the workplace, just start loving those people that you work yeah. alongside. Yeah and caring for them, and eventually you'll have a chance to pray with them and share with them. And then the Made to Flourish movement is out there helping teach pastors and encourage them in the equipping of the saints. But, you know, you've got this passion. You you know, what is it that you saw? You know, you, you've been playing in the car world forever, and I'm, and I'm jealous, and I want to talk about cars. And I'm <laughs> going to get a car question in there. But where did you get your passion for connecting the gospel with the car world? Well, uh, first off, I, I I was raised in church. I was a great church man. I did everything. I volunteered for everything, but I knew something was missing in my life. I knew it. I, I, I wanted more, and I bumped into a guy. They was Herb Elliwood, um, and this one man changed my life. He was a speaker at a, at, a, at a luncheon one day way back when. He was he worked for Reagan. He was his legal affairs advisor. I was so anxious to talk to him about Reagan. But he didn't hear me never mention Reagan. I never even thought about Reagan again. He started sharing well, all these stories about sharing his faith on airplanes and in restaurants and on the street and stores or whatever. He had more joy. He had the joy that I wanted that I didn't have. And I walked away from him and said, that's a whole level of Christianity I haven't seen before. 
I have, I've never seen that. I want that guy. I want that. <laughs> so I started praying, God, help me. I want, I want to do that. I want, I want that joy. I just started doing it. I found it. As I did, I started I, horribly at first. I was nervous first. And I stopped saying, God, people were nervous and just love on it. It doesn't take anything to love on people. It's easy to love on people and, and just connect Jesus to your love. Always they say something, not, not offensive, but say, and God bless you and walk away. Just say it with smiling and walk away. And wow, if you just move that person closer, when you move everybody every day closer to Jesus, you have a bounce in your step all day. I don't care if the rest of your day is going terribly. You just move people closer to Jesus and that puts a bounce in your step and it gives you the promise. God says, when you live for my purpose, in Romans 8, 20, when you live for my purpose, not our purpose, everybody say, what's my purpose? I know what God's purpose is for my life. You're not living for your purpose. You're living for his purpose, and his purpose is he came to seek and save the lost, that not one should be lost. And when we live for that, he promises, I'll make everything in your life work for good. Wow, everything, even the bad stuff. And I've been through a lot of bad stuff, but in the midst of the bad stuff, I've just said, God, I live for your purpose, so I know you're going to make it good. And he has everything single time. This is what Christianity is all about. I mean, this is the fun of it. And most Christians are just being beat up by the world and wondering where God is and, 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 and not having the joy that is ours. We just got to get off the bench and into the game and start enjoying what he's promised us, you know, what he's asked us to do. So as the CEO of McGuire's Inc., tell me how this that when the, your eyes were opened up to the fact that, wow, I need to have more joy, I need to be more evangelistic, how did that impact your big organization? Because you've got a big organization that has influence around the world. How did your faith impact the day-to-day at McGuire's? Well, you know, you live Scripture. I mean, it's, there's, there's not two things. I work for him. I don't work for McGuire's. I work for him. Hey, we all work for him. <laughs> and when you recognize that we're all in full-time ministry, whether we're working at our job or wherever we are, we're, it's, it's this thing of moving everybody every day closer to Jesus. So in my business, when I'm at car shows, I want to let my light shine. That's what we're supposed to do. Let your light so shine that God, they'll see God through you and want what you have. And I do that all the time. And everywhere I go, it's an evangelistic event. I go to a car show. People continue to come up to me. What What makes you so happy? Why are you always smiling? What is it that you have? Why, tell me about the what, what makes you different. They want to know. People want to know. They hunger for love and joy and peace. The world is starving. They're starving for the Lord. They, they just don't know what the Lord they're starving for. And that's our job, to connect the two together. And uh, I use cars uh, as a great part of my ministry because people love cars, even non-Christians. That don't, I mean, excuse me, even non-car guys, you know, love to see cars. They come up and start talking to me about cars. And right. I just found ways. I turn every conversation into a conversation about the Lord. <laughs> All right, today we're talking with Barry McGuire, CEO of McGuire's Inc., Phenomenal car care products known around the world for their high quality and phenomenal smells. Okay, sorry, they don't, they don't say that, but I say that because there's <laughs> nothing like wax in a car with Meguiar's wax, and it smells phenomenal at the same time. Barry, there was a time in your life where you were trying to decide, do you stay in the family business or do you go into the pulpit? As a pastor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine what life would have been like. Now, I can see where the pastor part comes from, because you can get on a pulpit and go, go, go. I can see that now. But the Lord had something much bigger in mind for you. Well, it's really true. Um, I I did pray the most fervent prayer of my life, asking God. Uh, I, I, I believed he was leading me into full-time ministry. I touched on a little bit earlier, and 
And I, I thought that's where he was going, but I, but I knew if I left, our little business was a little family business, like 12 employees. We were doing less than a million dollars uh, a year in sales. And um, I, I, I was a third generation leader. I knew the business would probably fail if I left it. So this was a big decision for me. And so I, uh, I, I said, God, if you want to go to full-time ministry, I'll do it. I, I just want to do what you want me to do. But I want to be really sure. So if you want me to do it, you almost have to speak to me in an audible voice. And that's when uh, 20 minutes later, this guy walked in from my church. I'd never had, had any kind of conversation with. And he walks in and he just starts talking to me and asks what's going on. I talk about, I share with him people I've been uh, praying with and leading to the Lord. And he says to me this this incredible statement to me it's obvious that your business is your pulpit. He spoke to me. And I, looking back, I would have been a horrible pastor. I'm a businessman, I'm a marketer. That's what I do. <laughs> so, but I would challenge uh, you. But I'll challenge you, though, Barry. You're in full time ministry. There's no such thing as lay ministry. You're in no, full time ministry no, as we're a all CEO. Full, we're all in full time ministry. Right. 24 7. We work for him 24 7. And, uh, you know, at your tiredest moment, so God will bring somebody to your life and, and you know, oh, I'm tired, but I, you know, okay. And when you finish sharing, you have, you go, you're full of energy again. I mean, it is energizing. It energizes our walk, our faith, our physical being every time we're sharing our faith. It's just amazing how that works. What I find amazing is that you've been able to combine your incredible enthusiasm for Jesus with your incredible love of cars and great car care products, and you get to play in that world all day long. I, I have to say, I'm a little jealous, but I understand you probably have people I have, that all the time. So I, have okay. the, I have the greatest life. But, you know, uh, business people feel that they run their half business, run business one way, and they're Christians another, two lives. That's just, that is absurd. It, and and uh, I, I think I have a pretty good track record of building a great business, but I've applied biblical principles to my business. We love on our customers. We love on them. A guy comes up to our, to our booth or display at a car show, and he has a terrible problem with his car, and he can't get it fixed. We walk out and look at it, and we work on it, and we'll work on it until we get it finished, and we'll get it perfect for him. And we'll probably give him the product. <laughs> We're not there to sell product. We're not there to make a profit. We're there to help people get perfectly clear, you know, uh, show car perfect paint finishes. And when we love them, they'll love us back. They'll they'll come back and buy product later on. But I just tell you, I've always told a guy, just love on people. It's it's a biblical principle. You give, it'll come back all right. But if you just go look at everybody as a dollar side. Uh, in whatever business you're in, you're missing the point. It's full-time ministry. And I got to tell you, what I've got out throughout the years, I'm making sales calls. I've had doors slammed to my face. I've had the bankers turn me down. I've had a lot of no's in my life. I've not always been successful every time. But you know what? I have been successful in this respect. I want to lead everybody closer to Jesus. And so even when they're telling me no, I don't care what, I don't care if they're using foul language at me. I'm going to move them closer to Jesus. And it may not seem like I do. But I have because they get away from the fact that in spite of all they did at me, I loved them, I smiled, I was kind, and they know I'm a Christian. And they can't get away from that fact. Let's and when you do that, one layperson changed my life. And from now on, I mean, for the rest of my life, I say, I want to be that layperson as many other lives as possible. And it, it, it's so much fun. And it's so easy. Just to love on people and be kind. Just do what the scriptures tell us to do. And love on me. We're his ambassador. We're called to be salt and light. There's the one characteristic that salt and light both do. They both change their environment. Here's the question, folks. Are you changing your environment or is the environment changing you? That's the question. 
How are you using inputs? God's given you inputs. Every one of us has inputs. People, street people have inputs. The question is, how are you using the influence God's given you? When you get to heaven, the, the, the most important question would be, how many people are in heaven or on their way to heaven because of the, the way you use the influence that I gave you? That's where the eternal rewards come in. That's the big question. How are you using your influence today? And when you recognize that you have opportunity, everybody you talk to, you realize that everybody you talk to, everything you do today will move people either closer or further away from the Lord. You show a bad attitude. You have even your body language. You're not kind to somebody. You just move that person away from the Lord, particularly if they know you're a Christian. On the other hand, <laughs> when, you, when you're positive the other way, that's why we become better people when we are when we recognize we're in the game. He said, "Love me and love your neighbor as yourself, and you fulfill the rest of the law." You know why? Because when you're focused on moving everybody every day closer to Jesus, you're not fulfilling the law because you have to. It's not legalism. It's because I want to do everything in my power, and everything I say and do and feel and express will be positive enough to lead people to Jesus. And when we live our lives that way, we have a mountaintop experience every day. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, sure. it's just, it's God's promise to us. That's what, that's what being a Christian's all about. I sell car wax when I get to heaven. It's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now, come on. Now, just think about it. I would imagine if Jesus had lived in our times, he would have been a motorhead. No question. And of course, I'm I'm thinking he would have driven a Chevy product because I think he's more of a Chevy guy than a Dodger, you know. Or yeah, well, guy, but, you I kind of go, go along with that, but that's a different subject. Okay, all right. So no, it is, it is, it is. All right. So let me just ask you some questions, Barry. You've got two websites that you we've referenced already. R O T W. Yeah. ROTW.com. That's, that's our parent website. It goes through everything. We do a lot of things for churches. But I got to tell you right now, if, folks, if you're if you're interested in sharing your faith, if you know it should be sharing your faith, but oh, I don't know how, or I don't want to, or I don't know how to answer tough questions, or you know, if you want to get started, and if you'd like to meet people all over the United States that are just like you, you're a single mom, you're a teenager, you're a teacher, you're a businessman, whatever you are, you probably a network with you all over the United States just like yourself and pray with each other and, and get in the game and recognize that be a part of the body of Christ, then IgniteAmerica.com is your place. It's full of every every piece of grace you need to get started to enjoy all all the scriptures how to answer the tough questions um it's it's an amazing site it's just been launched it's fresh and it it will it'll position evangelism this horrible term of value oh i don't want to do evangelism facial oh i don't know it turns it around to becoming the most exciting part of your life i got to tell you it will energize your day if you're if you're feeling beat up by the world or wondering where god is the fastest way to get out of that doldrum is is to go to our website igniteamerica.com no matter how much fun it is and how easy it is to share your faith to move everybody every day closer to jesus and the payoff is fantastic that's IgniteAmerica.com, IgniteAmerica.com. Yeah. Now, on your other website, though, the ROTW.com website, you've got an app. You, you talk about an app that they can download onto their phone. Talk about that oh, app. Oh, that's a, that's a mobile app. Yeah, that's you can go to mobile, mobile app, ROTW, put it on your phone, and that's amazing. I... I uh... And I do one-minute features every day for Christian radio. But I think that probably the best part of that is the prayer app. We have a prayer app on there. It's amazing. How many times do you tell people that you don't particularly know very well, I'll pray for you, and then by the time you get home, you can't remember what their name was or if it was their their arm or their 
or their or their uncle or their aunt or their cousin. So you take this app, and while you're talking to them, you just put you put the information into your phone. It right. tells you how to do that. It's real easy. And and then you have reference. So when you go to pray, you can't remember, you go and it pulls up and tells you all that about that person. And you know exactly what's going on in their life. You pray for them. And then after a period of time, you just hit one button and it sends them an email. So I've been praying for you every day. Could you give me an update on, right. on, on, on how you're doing so I could pray more, more intelligently about your problem? And you got people. I just met that person at the store last week and they've been praying for me every day. And now they want more information. I can't believe this. this, this what's with this person? Why are they so kind to me? Right. Talk about an evangelism tool. This is, well, this is, this is, it's amazing. So, and I'll challenge our listeners. We say this often, but when somebody, when you get in a conversation and you could see there's a desperate need and you actually use the words, hey, I'll pray for you about that, then just stop for a second and said, you ask the question, well, could I pray with you right now about this? Oh. I have never ever had anybody say no. Not Me one either. time ever. Me it's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It, it is doesn't matter how many people around. When nope. they're hurting, they say, Yes, please pray for me. Yeah, it's ama- it's an amazing thing. Hey, I want to thank Jessica for calling in. She's won a, cro- a, a copy of the book Across the Street and Around the World. She's calling in from Dunwoody, Georgia. Thanks for listening, Jessica, to I Work For Him. We still have one more copy of this incredible book giving you ideas on how to, to put mission into action right there in your community across the street and around the world. Diana Davis and Autumn Wall, call the studio line, 877-943-9673. All right, now I saw on your website and a lot of pictures – of you encouraging churches to do car shows in their parking lot. Before you answer, I want to know what's in your garage. <laughs> well, I'm not going there. Well, oh, come on. I, I Just that, tell me. I try not to talk about my cars, but I will tell you my my favorite car. I have I've, I have a few. My favorite car is my first car. It's a 57 Chevy, okay? <laughs> I'm a Chevy guy. A 57 Chevy Beller hardtop. It's all it's black, of course, and I've got that when I was 16 years old. And when I drive it today, I got to tell you, I'm 16 years old all over again. You so still I, have I your car that, car that you got when you were 16? Yeah, well, actually, I, I have a mate to it. I bought it 30 years ago, uh, but it's an exact replication of what the car I had when I was 16. So it's it's my baby. All right, I'll let you get back to the ministry side. I just had to know, cause, yeah, <laughs> because someday in my world, I will own another Smokey and a Bandit, because that is my yeah. favorite car. There I love go. that car, just because of the looks and the lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So talk to me about this idea, because I loved it. I saw pictures, many different pictures of you holding car shows in a church parking lot. What a great way to introduce the community to a church in a very non-threatening way. Yeah, uh, I don't put them on. Uh, the churches, uh, I'm just finding more and more churches across the country that are that are actually trying to get more people into their churches. It's hard to get non-believers into churches anymore. They're just pretty much staying away. It's not, They used to just walk in easily, but now it has to be an invitation. There has to be something to attract them. And unfortunately, the church is doing a lot of things that are just entertaining people. They're bringing crowds in, but they're not getting them saved. I want to get them saved. Right. Um, but it's, cars are a great attraction. Car shows are, are popping up everywhere. Everybody loves car shows. And more and more churches are having car shows, some large car shows. Uh, they have them on Saturday. Sometimes they have them on Sunday mornings, and they tell everybody, uh, you can park the cars right in front of the front door. You get premier parking. 
and then walk inside and listen to the car guy, Barry McGuire, uh, what he has to say. And the novelty of they know who I am and the novelty of Barry McGuire is going to be in the pulpit on Sunday morning. That's kind of novel. And I get to go to a car show and show off my car. And so it's an interesting outreach and it's just uh, proliferating. I mean, it's happening all over the United States now. And I, I would like to say I'm instigating it, but I'm not. It's just, uh, it's just happening. And I think when something works for churches, the word gets out and more and more churches start wanting to do it. So I get a lot of calls for churches who are putting these type of events on and ask me to come and be a part of it. And, and it's, 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 it's a great who obviously brings my two patients together, my greatest patient of all with my secondary patient of being a, a car guy. And, uh, and it works really well. And, and, and again, they know I'm not a kook. They know I'm a car guy. They know I'm a businessman. I, 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 I have lots of credibility in that respect. But I'm God crazy more than I'm car crazy. <laughs> and, and I love that. And that's why I wanted to bring up the idea so people could hear it. Barry, as we talk about the the issues within the church, the church isn't reaching people for Christ as effectively as it used to. You started out at the beginning of the show today sharing some amazing statistics, some staggering statistics. We've got uh-huh. a lot of people that have tuned in since the <clears throat> bottom of the half hour. Why don't we share some of those things and tell us where the passion comes from for IgniteAmerica.com. Well, um, we have an Oxford scholar that we've asked to research all the research. He has over 7,000 hours researching about 40 different research studies, Pew, Bard, or what have you, and brought them down to a, to a consensus of what they all collectively say together. The numbers are staggering. 86% of the unchurched, regardless of how obscene, foul they might be, 86% of the unchurched know the world's out of control and would like to believe there's a God. They, they, and they're looking for somebody to tell them about God. 83% of them already have somebody in their life that they trust who's a Christian, who goes to church regularly, and yet only 1% of us are sharing our faith on a daily basis with any intention. That's, that's, that, that's the gap. A bigger issue is, uh, what well, a side issue is, uh, 70% of America says they're Christian, but only 20% of us actually go to church. And of the, of the 20%, only half of those are saved. Mm. Only half. And, and that oh, really just shows that shows where our country has gone. And, and we just need to wake up and recognize, yeah. first yeah. of all, if you're a Christ follower, you will struggle to live your faith out if you're not surrounded by other Christ followers in an environment like a small group. It doesn't have to be a big church. It can be a small church. It can be a small group where you're surrounded by the body of Christ encouraging you in your faith on a regular Absolutely. basis. We all and and here's, it, it, it's even bigger than that, Jim. When you're, we all know we should be in the, in the Word on our knees every day. We all know that. But we don't have time. We're busy. So at the end of the day, we say, God, you know, I wanted to do it. I meant to do it. But, you know, I'm really busy. You understand. No, no, no. We do what we want to do. And here's the thing. If you're sharing your faith, let me tell you, you're on. You're in the Word and on your knees every day because you need fresh ammo. You need more stuff. i got to get back with Jim on Thursday. What am I going to tell you? God help me. Give me, give me some ammunition. So you're energized. You're seeking the, the truth out of His Word for, for guidance so you can share your... And it, it just keeps you fresh. So it's your light, your 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 Bible reading comes alive. Your prayer life comes alive. Everything you do now has purpose, and it changes everything. The driving force of our lives is to do what He's commanded us to do: go into the world and preach the gospel, to be my disciple, to be salt and light. Uh, it's very clear what He's asked us to do. All we have to do is do it. And and you know what? I've never offended anybody. 
Oh, we're oh, they'll get mad at me. We'll we'll tell you at igniteamerica.com how you can do it, and you'll never offend anybody. You just bless them. It's it, it's fun. There's no downside. You get the blessings of God in your life for doing it. You'll see miracles every day. You're moving people closer to Jesus all the time. You're in the game. And guess what? He makes everything else in your life work together for good when you live for his purpose. And his purpose is to seek and save the lost. Love God and live for his purpose. And and it changes everything in your life. It's it's absolutely positive. I can tell you after fifty years of doing as a businessman with the alligators chasing me and thirty thirty years of double digit growth and growth pains and bankers saying no and customers saying no and all the things I've been through and a daughter and drugs for ten years and, and, and I trusted God all the way through it. I had a joint venture partner going to throw me out of my business the next day and I did, I laughed at it. <laughs> I just changed that whole thing. I was in the hospital dying, and the doctors gave up on me, and I just kept on smiling. I said, God, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die trying to leave as many people as I can to the Lord. And he just brought a miracle. I mean, you want to have miracles? Then live for him. He's ready to pour them out on you abundantly, exceedingly abundantly more than you ever asked for or imagined. I mean, this is what the Christian life is all about, folks. I mean, get off get off the bench and get in the game and start having fun. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's just there. We just have to do it. Oh, very powerful <laughs> words spoken. Barry McGuire, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for sharing your stories. Thanks for being so enthusiastic about sharing your faith. We're so grateful and and it's just a very honored to have you on I Work For Him today, Barry. I, I, I tell you, we are co-spirits. We we have we'll talk off the air. And, and I, you know, I love you. I love your program. I love your heart. I love what you're doing. God bless you. God bless you abundantly. Thank, thank you, Barry McGuire. <laughs> Hey, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio program, I do want you to go out there and check out two websites, ROTW.com, RevivalOutsideTheWalls.com, some great videos, some great links. And as Barry just kept saying, IgniteAmerica.com, IgniteAmerica.com. This is a website that will help you to really to network, to understand how to connect with other Christ followers, but to hear those statistics that Barry shared that 86% of the United States of America, they they know that God exists and they know that they need to know something about God. And 83% of them know somebody who's a Christ follower. Yet only 1% of them are willing to share their faith. We can't be part of that one. We got to be part of the 1%, but we need to grow that 1% to 83%. We got to do it. We got to start today. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.